the Everyman Podcast. Podcast. Another week, another pod. Big dog, Daryl Campbell Jr. How are you, my mm. brother? Oh, man. Blessed plus highly favored equals me right now. That's a simple equation I can wrap my basic boy lips around. I'll yep. tell you what. That was a weird. <laughs> that was weird. Um <laughs> Daryl, what's up, bro? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Doing good, man. Just, just, just in a cosmic canoe with my brother Jay, man. Cruising yes. upstream, man, to a, to yes. another podcast guest, bro. That's right. Another week, another pod, and uh, this week, you know, a, another solid interview. Um, our boy Chance Labrie. Chance and Chance is a fine young man. He's a drummer uh, for Falset. Um, We've met along the way here in our cosmic journey throughout the podcast universe, and uh, he's one of those dudes that we just we, we love to have on. And and I reached out to him recently, checking in how he's doing, what's going on with the uh, with the COVID up there in Canada, and wanted to get the real deal from him, uh, from right from the Canadian's mouth, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, he uh, we had a great conversation. I was like, you know, what, dude, let's what, what do you say we uh, light up a little podcast? And he's like, you know what? As a matter of fact. I got something I want to talk about. Uh, some cool stuff brewing with the Falset Boys. Spoiler alert involves his father, James LeBlurie, from Dream Theater. So definitely want to check that out. Um, and that's going to be coming out in a couple weeks here. Uh, but Chance, what a guy. Yeah, man. He's awesome. Just, I mean, just, just a good person, good human being, great kid. Great energy. Always, real, always working, man. Always. Real even love kill. It. I love that energy. Love it, man. I wish I could love be more... Even like you know more mellow like that. That's yeah. You know what? When 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 you got guys and guests and people like Chance that are just that cool and they get it Super at an cool. early age, oh, yeah. dude. I wish I was like that when I was his age, man. Yeah, he's oh well, he's definitely got uh, he's definitely got a good head on his shoulders and you know again falsette. Um, not just saying it because he's our guest this week. Truly enjoy their record. Uh, we follow or lead the way, which you can mm-hmm. check out on Spotify. The link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, so go ahead and check that out along with, uh, you know, who knows what else. But I'll tell you what, Daryl, let us not waste another moment. No. Let's kick it to our interview with Chance Labrie, drummer from Falset. We must. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a returning guest. Uh, he is, in fact, my favorite Canadian young musician. Um, that's a fact. And uh, he's a drummer, he's a gentleman, he's been all over the world doing all sorts of stuff, and uh, he's here with us in the Cosmic Canoe today. Ladies and gentlemen, from Falset, drummer, Chance Labrie. Chance, what's up, my bro? How are you guys doing? What's up, baby? We're doing good, good man. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good great to have, to have back. you back. You know, last yeah. time last time we chatted, we uh, we, ha- we had a great time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, when was that? Man, that was like last summer at this point. Summer. Jeez, wow. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you can check that out. The link will be in the show notes for this podcast here. And uh, we, we talked primarily about Falset and, and what was going on with you guys and, and your new record at the time. Um, so what have you been up to since then? You know, what's what's going on up uh, up in the great north up there? Well, Canada is uh, completely shut down right now. Uh we haven't been getting vaccines too fast, so that's pretty crappy. But, yeah, uh, we obviously no shows or anything like that. But, you know, as soon as we put out our last album, we were like, hey, let's, we can't do shows. So let's just push this on social media and stuff. But let's just, like, dive right into the new material. So 
we've been like really super low key, just staying behind the scenes, working on stuff. And now we're coming to the point where we're going to start releasing things again. So we're really, really excited for everyone to hear this new wave of falsette. It's been going on with me. Sweet. Now, yeah. when you say, and we're going to get to the falsette in a minute, but when you say lockdown, like, like day one lockdown, like back to square one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. We've gone through like four lockdowns. I think it's so weird because wow. we, in the summer we were going to restaurants, we were hanging out at bars Obviously, there's like safety restrictions and regulations, and but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, no, we're going to another lockdown. Then we open for I think two weeks or less than two weeks, and then another lockdown. It's just back and forth and back and forth. And uh, you know, I think the states has like over a billion vaccines, and meanwhile in Canada, we have like under 40 million population, right? And we we have like less than 30 out of every 100 Canadians have been vaccinated. So Canadians are really upset right now because we're seeing the rest of the world starting to open. We're here like it's day one. So, but, um, yeah. Is, does it like, is it spiking? Is that why it would ca- cause them to close back down like three or four times there? Or is it just like, Yeah, no? I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't follow the numbers too much anymore. But uh, I think the lack of vaccines in January, February, when everyone else was getting them, I think that really didn't help because we were like opening as if we were getting the vaccines like everyone else was, but then we didn't get the vaccines. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny, man. I, in this, uh, in these uncircumcised times that we find ourselves in, there's, you know, you never know what the truth is about any given subject. And I had been hearing things online about, you know, various parts of the internet about Canada being, shut down and then I wasn't hearing it anywhere else and I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and I was like so what's the deal and when you and we were talking about it and you laid out pretty much what you just said there on the pod but I it was like kind of blew my mind that that was the state of it like square one you know what I mean um it's uh it's interesting and I I don't know what the answer is obviously but uh I'm hoping that that turns around soon for you guys man yeah, thank you very much. I mean, like, there's, it's very opinionated, right? There's no, like, right way to deal with it. I guess there is, but everyone thinks differently about the matter. So one person's right way of dealing with a pandemic is the other person's wrong way of dealing with a pandemic. And, uh, right. yeah, I don't know. How are, how are people generally in a, you know, we're obviously asking for you to speak on the behalf of the entire country of Canada here. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> uh, as the representative of Canada, um, how, how are people, what's like the morale? What are people, are people pissed? Are they fed up? Like what's the, yeah. what's the vibe? Yeah. All the videos and like stuff I'm seeing on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff is like ripping on Trudeau right now. No. They're not happy with our prime minister right now. Not at all. There's also this other thing going on. This is crazy. Um, there's this thing called Bill C-10. And uh, so I'm just turning on my headphones here. I can hardly hear. Uh, Bill C-10, I don't know much about it, but what they're doing is they're trying to limit what Canadians can see and what they can post online. Is this about oh. the defaming of Canada? I heard something about this where, like, you can't portray Canada in a bad light. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too, that's probably under this, but it was this whole bill he's trying to pass with all these things. And then 
you know, he just snuck it in there. He's like, also, we can, you know, stop this video from entering anyone's phone in Canada, or we can stop this video, or we can stop you from posting this. And originally it was, it was just try and like, you know, stop Netflix from the, taking over all the Canadian broadcast broadcasters and, and giving Canadian broadcasters a chance to shine within Canada. But at the same time, you're actually like limiting what people can see. And, you know, it's not, not cool at all. Because like, there's no way I, anyone would ever want to use that wow. for. Uh, Dude, if, yeah, if if that happens, geez. I will see you guys very shortly in the states. Well, we will welcome you with open arms, <laughs> open and, arms, yeah, yeah dude. willing hearts. But I tell you, that's and that's and we're and we're you know this is one of those topics where obviously we don't get into politics on the Everyman Podcast, but there's certain things that kind of supersede. A political opinion and they're just you can, you you're I think in America a lot of people think that Canada is exactly the same as the US and that you guys have all of the same laws and rights that we have set up here when it comes to freedom of speech specifically and it's not the case and we're very lucky and when you think about Okay, so everything on this side of the line, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Over here, you you better not disparage us. And it's like, so if I'm on that side of the line, it's okay. Nothing right. changes, but I'm over here, I'm a criminal. And those kind of concepts are, are starting to, when you understand it like that, are, are catching on and, and crossing political lines and political parties. And you have all these people kind of come into this idea of like, wait a minute, I have like, I have a universal human right that you can't infringe upon, which is my freedom to think and express myself how I choose to, as long as, you know, like the obvious thing, you know, you don't want to cry wolf or whatever in a movie theater, but that's heavy shit. And, you know, I say it all the time to Daryl, I'm a, I'm a slippery slope guy. And, 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 you know, there's a, it's like hell is paved the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Like everybody wants to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let the broadcasting companies do their thing. But there's no way that that doesn't get abused. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, it's interesting too. Cause like you said, a lot of Americans think that it's the same Canada. I think a lot of Canadians uh, think, you know, just similar things. Like for instance, I tell a lot of my friends this, and they don't even know this, that the United States is actually the only country in the world with freedom of speech. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a really important thing. Um, and we don't even have that anywhere else in the world. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. Yeah. That's and we ridiculous. take, we take it for granted, you know, yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah. It's, I mean, people are like, yeah, we have freedom of speech, but no, like there's actually like, people that say certain things and will get charged for saying those certain things. Like, obviously no one can threaten you, but we're not talking about threats. We're talking about comedians saying a joke that people weren't happy about hearing. Right. And then they're getting charged. Human rights tribunals. And, and it's, and it's a real thing. And and it's like, I don't even want to go down that whole rabbit hole, but anybody who's curious, I mean, you can, the few swift Google searches of Jordan Peterson, you can find out, you know, everything you want to know about, what, what Chance is talking about there, and specifically with that comedian situation. Um, and we'll leave that to another more well-equipped podcast. But the, there's there's definitely a, 
like a change in the seas, I think, right now of, of everybody's there's like a collective awakening, I think. And I yeah. think we've been going through it for a while. And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been going on here in the States is a reflection of that door opening in a, in a way. Yeah. And it's like I said, everybody thinks it's all the same because they see something on Twitter or maybe, you know, they just have never looked into it. But, you know, like I said, you're on one side of the line and this is OK and this isn't. It's it's hard to it's hard to put yeah. those two things together. I think we talked about this before, um, Justin, but I told you that like my biggest thing is uh, I believe that humans should have freedom like over anything else. If you have to sacrifice a few things, freedom is the most important thing. Because if humans are just being like put on this planet and confined to all these rules, like obviously there needs to be some rules, but I just think that uh, freedom is so important and people don't even think about that too much. But it is really important. And I think, you know, on top of that, this situation with, with COVID, you know, and hearing Daryl and I, one of the things we have in common is we, we like to chat. And it's funny, we got on the phone and we were talking maybe an hour ago. And my fiance was like, because we were just really chatting it up, like really going for it. <laughs> and I'm yapping about whatever. And, She's like, aren't you guys on doing a podcast? I'm like, yeah, but you know, like we just, we never run out of things to talk about with each other, but we'll, I'll pick up the phone and call my friends that are in different parts of the country and I'll just like shoot the shit just to prod and find out what's really going on on the ground. And, you know, getting a lot of one take from New York, one take from Chicago, you know, and then I I hear from you uh, in Canada and there's been a different, the same idea I've seen light up in different people from all different walks of life that are doing different things where they're like, uh, I got to make a change here. And it, and it all revolves around like, I don't like the fact that I'm stuck in uh, a major city without a car, even though I'm, it's not a, it's not a funds thing. It's a, just a function of my life. Like I'm used to public transportation. I don't have a vehicle. They shut the bridges down. They shut the transit down. I'm stuck in a city. I don't mm. like that. Yeah. And then that thought kicks you into like, okay, maybe I want to make these changes, you yeah. know, um, uh, or, uh, or whether uh, it's a, a profession thing, like we just had Matt Griebel on where like, you, you know what? I don't want, nope. I want to, I want to change what my, the way my family looks at me, you know, or my, my son, what, what he wants to do because of, of how things are going. I don't want to, you know, boom. And then, right. then with freedom, it's just, it's, that's what it is. And it's, mm-hmm. it's the freedom to, you know, control your own destiny at a basic level, which is like my body, move my body from here to there. You know, it doesn't get much more basic than you can't do this, you know? And it's exactly, yeah, I had, a, it's not I, right. have a, I have a friend in, uh, in my hometown here and he owns this barber shop. He's got like three locations around the area. And he's done really well for himself. He's this younger guy. And uh, he's been finding it so hard to make things work because of the lockdowns. They, they, you know, they're like, okay, you guys have got to reopen. And there's all these reopening costs and figuring things out and rehiring staff. And then they're like, actually, no, we're going back into lockdown two weeks later. So it's been so impossible for businesses to stay afloat during this time. Um, And Michael, 
he, two weeks ago, he, uh, within seven days, he sold his house and moved to Florida and he started a business down there. He's just like, I'm going to take my life into my own hands. And, uh, he did it. And people were like, wow, like good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it, was, it was really that's, cool for him to do that. That's some everyman shit right there, man. Yeah. Well, well, we were, you, you know, know, Chance, when you and I were talking about this the other day, we, we were talking about Texas and, you know, Florida and stuff. And, like, people are just all from all over the country are just like, fuck it. I'm not down with this anymore. I'm out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. my my company that I work for, my day job, you know, they're involved. It's, it's logistics. And it's the, a lot of people moving their residences right now a lot to the point where good luck finding a moving company in some areas because they're just booked it doesn't matter how much you want to pay they don't have they don't have space and um you know everybody keeps saying oh well we don't want to bring your policies here but when you hear stuff like that like you know what that's that again talk about things we take for granted that that beacon that the American dream is for, for people, whether it's Canada or some little town, you know, in India, which is like, you know what, if I put it in my own hands and I work hard, I can, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's gotta suck. Just thinking about the infringement on your freedom of speech like that. And then also what that means, not only for like business or for like how you do things and it's purported on the social media, but just kind of like how you function. You know, like I, I couldn't imagine r- r- like brother Jay, me and you have these talks and these discussions or we shoot things to one another. If we wanted to post something and we just, you know, we feel like is every man like, and if it doesn't fit with insert government here, it can get torn down and you get charged for it. Like, dude, what? Yeah. Like what if somebody <laughs> had a really ambitious idea for a space opera that involved time travel and a controversial figure? Things yeah. like that, you would never hear the light of day. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to, like, make it out to look like, and you guys know this, I don't want to make it out to look like we're fucking, like. No. No, not at all. In no Canada, way. we're suppressed, and it's not like that. Like, we're, we're a free country, but. I think you're just it, seeing, you're seeing the writing on the wall of, like, hey, this isn't quite right. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's, it's that in that whole, it's, like, me, I operate in a, in a production field, and everything is about options, right? Like if I knew like, okay, if I could use all of these items to my, you know, discretion to make a dope product, right? But only some of them are are accessible to me. But I'm like, but over there they could use all of these, but I can't use like those three. And I'm I could use those three and like make something way better than those guys over there. Like why 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 can't I? Well, it's I mean it's just the way it's set up, bro. Like you just gotta you just got to be the average. rules. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would like, I want to hulk out, you know, but, you know, no, you guys, no oppression or anything like that. It's just, you know what I mean? You're an awesome, you're, you're a rock star and just like, I mean, you're just fucking awesome just a, as a human, human being, period. But I, I just, you know, I, I, any limitations, like I have this thing like on my, um, my sign off, like for my email and it's from the Dow of Jeet Kune Do and it says, use no way as as way and use no and, and have no limitation as limitation. It's from, from Bruce Lee. Like, I don't think Bruce Lee went into the game like, okay, well, I'm going to be limited here. So I'm just going to like, it be from whatever power that might be. And I'm gonna have to just, you know, like, dude, you gotta, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just like uh, using your limitations to your advantage. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you got to get mm-hmm. that Bradley Cooper limitless going. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Good movie. Great movie. So, Chance, on a lighter note, my brother, what have you been doing to occupy yourself outside of your music? Again, we're going to talk about Falset in a minute here and what, with some exciting stuff going on there. But, like, uh, what are you doing? You, you playing a little Warzone? You, you hitting the golf cart? What are you, what are you doing, man? How are you keeping How are you keeping yourself uh, out of trouble? I'd love to play golf, but uh, we can't in Canada. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to get off this stuff. <laughs> but, honest, but honestly, honestly, though, they, they were, like, mad that golfers and tennis people could still go play, but they couldn't go out to the gym. So they stopped all golfing and all freaking tennis. It's crazy. Took took like basketball courts down and like what the hell, man. <laughs> but uh, for me, I've uh, seriously like my downtime is just like some TV at the end of the night and chilling. Like it's been music like all the time now. And we were talking about this earlier. Like it's it's cool. Like I didn't think like this soon I would be doing like music full time. But it's finally got to that point now where <clears throat> my whole life revolves around music. One thing I've been working on besides Falset is uh, my dad and I are working on his new album. And I'm drumming on it. So that's, oh. been, that's been really fun. Uh, a year ago when the pandemic started, we decided to build a studio. So that's where we are here. Um, it's not finished yet. We're, we're putting up kind of sound paneling and stuff. But right back there, we made a vocal booth, and uh, I've been tracking my dad, and it's just so crazy. Like, he even says it, like, he's like, I can't believe I'm being tracked by my son right now. Like, I remember <laughs> when you were just a little baby, and now you're tracking my vocals, and I'm sitting here like, Dad, like, I'm tracking my dad's vocals. Because, like, at the end of the day, I know my dad's a singer and all that, but he's just, like, my dad to me. Yeah. So now we're, we're in this work environment together, tracking vocals, and then I'm hearing these songs come out. It's just, it's really cool. But um, yeah, that's what we've been working on a lot is uh, my dad and I and this guy from Scotland called Paul Logue. He's from Eden's Curse. He yeah. wrote the uh, music with my dad. And uh, yeah, it's, it's sounding awesome. It's going to be a great album. I can't wait to get it out there. Yeah, your your dad, uh, and again, I should just you know pronounce your father, James Liberty, singer of Dream Theater, uh, every man podcast guest, multi time canoeer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always love having your dad on. Um, one of the things I think that you know you and I relate to each other. Um, you know, I've mentioned before, like I, I've always, I grew up playing music with my dad, you know, and, and there being that, like, it's still my dad, but it's also, it's like not the band leader, you're following his directions in a musical professional environment. How is it for you? You know, your dad is like, your dad is who he is, obviously outside of being your father. Um, and you know what he's done and what he does on a regular basis with dream theater. And then you're like in the you know, holding the steering wheel. Like, is that, does that get into your head at all? Or are you still just like, ah, oh, come on, dad, you know? It's yeah. It's not like that at all. Um, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's like father and son working on, you know, building a fence in the backyard. That's what it's like. You know, we'll bicker at each other. I was going to we'll say, so a lot of yelling and cursing at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get angry at each other. We'll blow up at each other sometimes, but 
no it's uh, overall it's a lot of fun like we have we have fun doing it and it's great like the end of the day we'll grab a beer listen to what we worked on listen to new mixes critique mixes it's it's been it's been cool i think you know like in the coming years of my life i'm gonna look back on this era of my life and be like that i'm gonna cherish that oh, yeah. these moments with my father forever yeah absolutely sure. yeah i can't i can't wait to hear it, man i'm sure it's gonna be great all around and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what you guys come up with together and you know i see i see you working on you know mixes and getting your getting your hands dirty in the mix that's that's tough yeah. stuff man that's not easy yeah not easy at all i don't i don't mix any of the stuff you just do it just engineering yeah i'm just engineering the vocals well, even still, man, that's still you know, not easy. Yeah, <laughs> still not easy. So, what's yeah. going on? Uh, you know, you're hanging with your dad. You're 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 making killer James Labrie solo records with a Scottish man. Um, what's going on with Falset? What are you guys doing? Well, since we built this studio, um, and I've been working with my dad, we were like, hey, why don't we do a collaboration, Falset and James Labrie? So on Organic. June 11th. Yeah, on, on June 11th, we have a, a cover song, and it's not like a cover of my dad's song. It's a cover of a different band. Um, I'm not going to say the name. I don't think I can yet, but we're going to cover a song with my dad, and uh, we're dropping that on June 11th, so that's going to be cool. I can't wait. And yeah. uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know what it is. I can only guess, but uh, I have a feeling it'll be good. I mean, James wouldn't – I mean, look – He's going to give you the juice no matter what. But I'm sure anything he's doing with his son, he's going to have a little extra well, I, meatballs I will, on there. You know what I mean? For sure. I will say this. it's The reason we picked this band and this song is because my dad, when he was in Toronto before Dream Theater, he covered a lot of this band. Winter like, Rose, uh, right? That was what it was? Winter Rose? Yeah. It was, it was a band before that called uh, Shock Candy. Hell yeah. Yeah. So hair metal kind of stuff. And sure. they, they covered other hair metal and stuff like that. So we thought it was like a cool, like, you know, it's like looking back at his past. And it also makes sense because he's doing it with his son's band now. Like, yeah. it, all, it all ties together and it makes sense. It's not just like random. Like, why would they cover that? It like, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's definitely not a Miley Cyrus song. I, I think I could probably rule something like that out. <laughs> yeah. Not that it would be bad. I mean, she's got... Dude, I'll tell you what. I saw a bit of her on Saturday Night Live the other night. Um, yeah. That gal can sing. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And I like that she's now... Talk. Oh, yeah. She, I heard her on Rogan. She's all... She sounds like... Well, she sounds like a young woman who's been in the entertainment industry at the highest level for too long already and yeah. she's only like 26 but <laughs> yeah. i think that's what part partying does yeah i think she she you know definitely yeah she had some vocal issues but she's like in that point in her career where she like clear she must have well beyond fuck you money and is just doing whatever she wants and doesn't have to like make pop music necessarily mm -hmm. she's speaking doing like soul ours. and stuff speaking of saturday night live did you you so you watched elon's yeah, I watched his. I watched like the first fifteen minutes of it. It was about all I could handle. Um, yeah, I'm not a big like, and it pains me to say this now. People don't understand. Like Saturday Night Live used to be must see, appointment viewing. Like, oh, my parents are letting me stay up late so I can watch it. Elite television. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line, they changed their model and turned it into like what it is today. And I find it to be largely unwatchable. Um, but I was like, you know what? Let me see what Elon. I mean, how can you not? That that's something that will I will tune in for. Yeah. And his monologue was good. You know, he's he's an interesting fellow. And um, you know, I think that was all. I think he was good for about twenty minutes. Is all I could really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, I, didn't, I didn't figure watch it, it out. All. I didn't watch think? it all. I, I watched the monologue and then I watched a few different skits, but. I personally am a huge Elon fan. Oh, I love, how could you I not be? Guy. So yeah. do I. Well, apparently a lot of people I don't, like the guy. Dude, I don't get that. Like the whole outrage where they're like, Elon shouldn't be on this. He's he's He was a COVID denier. First of all, he wasn't a COVID denier. No. Second, this guy is single-handedly flipping the script on everything. And <laughs> he's, he's changing the world with six different companies. And you got to like, think like, Imagine, I don't know, every oil company, every company that makes things that are made with oil byproducts, car companies, like he's making a lot of enemies and a lot of those enemies pay a lot of money in advertising dollars. And I, sometimes I feel like it's a little weird how every time a Tesla crashes, it's a national news story here in the States because they're trying to paint a picture that. Oh, this this shit's one card away from stuff, and it's like, dude, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Pretty sure that he's got it figured out by now. Yeah, dude, he actually. Oh, yeah. I think he just tweeted this. I saved it to my camera roll. Like, it was like the amount of crashes per for for Tesla's autopilot. It's like one crash per this many miles, and then it was like crashes for regular cars, and then one crash for how many miles, and it was like. Way, way, way less. Way less. It's like, not even close. Yeah. Not even yeah. close. They just, they want him. There's a lot of people, I think, a lot of industries that want him to fail. So anytime that he does something slightly askew, you know, see the Joe Rogan joint situation, you know, they're, they're gunning for him just because. And uh, I don't know. I mean, we've, speaking of the Cosmic Canoe, Dylan Dickstein, prospective astronaut, SpaceX engineer has been on this podcast and you know he only had good things to say about elon that being yeah. being around him that he seemed like a real cool normal dude um yeah he seems nice oh um, i shouldn't say normal but you know no, what I mean? not normal as uh, as he, like grounded as you could be i guess he definitely can act though because uh like yourself i couldn't watch much more of that snl like Tough. He's he's naturally funny because of his like dry humor and his monotone voice, but when you put him in an instant where it's a skit and he has to act, right? It's it's like uncomfortable, cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the thing about Saturday Night Live is we were me and my fiance were watching it and she's like, "What it like?" We had two things going on. We're watching that and we're watching the Canelo fight, and I love any sort of big fight. I don't really care. I, I tune in now. I'm not going to pretend like I'm a boxing expert, but anytime Canelo Alvarez is fighting, it's a big deal. Texas is like, fuck you. 73,000 people in the AT&T stadium, fully torqued, no masks, <laughs> just killing the game. I have a question about that. Sure. Are they, would they all be vaccinated then? 
Or do they? I don't know. It's Texas, man. They're no, just going my, for it. My, my roommate in college is he, he lives in uh, Houston, and he's just like, no, nah, dude, we we do what we want out here. <laughs> yeah, they're done. Like, All right, Texas is done. <laughs> so, and and I'm sure, like, I'm curious, curiously waiting to see how many you know COVID cases come from the Canelo Alvarez fight. I have a feeling it's going to be less than a hundred because no one's going to report if they did, but who cares? <laughs> they, they don't care. Um, right. But anyway, I'm watching the Canelo fight on the iPad, and then we have the TV on Saturday Night Live. She, she muted it. She's like, I can't listen to this. I don't know. What is this? And I was like, I don't know. It's so like, it's so exaggerated. Like the comedy is like, is not at all modern. It's so weird. Like they, they and it's like, you guys should know better. <laughs> you should know better. Yeah, I think I think they used to like really push the boundaries and were edgy and would say whatever they want to say. But in today's day, we all know like you can't do that. So I think that's really limiting to someone like SNL and any comedian. They have to like watch what they say now. So I think that's the For biggest sure. reason why they're not the same as they used to be. But like any YouTuber is more entertaining than. Yeah, you know what I that's mean. That's true. That's true too. Yeah. Like I think the I think the the game has just surpassed them, and it's like. Daryl and I talk about it all the time with these sort of legacy institutions and media that are like, they missed the boat and now they're just turning around and just trying to like scoop up as much of the other, the magic as they can. And it's just like, it's not quite, you know, they, they yeah. don't, they don't quite get how to present it. Or they go the other way entirely or they just lean really hard into what is it, what it is they're th- doing, thinking, thinking that it'll turn a trend. And I'm just like, no, not at all. Yeah, it never, it never works. And then that's why they know you're going to watch this on YouTube clips. Like you're going to see the three sketches that are watchable and let's just fill the other 45 minutes with bullshit. And we got another show. Okay. Who's, who's the guy, who's the host next week? I feel like that's, that's the extent of their, their, uh, you know, their, their show prep, but who knows? Maybe somebody yeah, from the Senate was, live writing for listens. That, that, that for a busy guy like Elon Musk, I don't even know if I'd put enough time aside to learn right. all those skits and practice all that. Like I feel like that's a whole week at least. But if anybody at the same time, if anybody could do it, it would be, be him. It'd be yeah. him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not Pretty a Tim. Easy. That's not a Tim Cook thing or Jeff Bezos thing. No. And also, I will give him credit. I think this will go a long way for his public perception. I think this was totally a PR right. thing, which is why he said what he said in his monologue. And I think it changed how people view him pretty much overnight. Well, for me, you know, everyone knows us now, but until Elon was on it, it's not like I heard in the past two years, like, Oh, you got to watch SNL. This guest Dude. is on it. It was so big. I, I, I literally said, oh, it's 1130. We have to turn on SNL. And I said, yeah. I've not ever said that ever. So I think it did a lot for <laughs> SNL as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't do anything about retaining me. I'm definitely going to be in the negative one retention column. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, it was, I mean, look, they, they, they got their shit out there and Elon, it was a win-win for everybody, I think. Definitely. So other than making records, making cover records, new music, holding down the fort, 
when it comes to sneaky bills that get put in. What's going on, man? Any any anything else on your radar that you want to yeah, uh, bring out to the Everyman universe? Yeah, uh, I wanted to ask you guys what what do you guys think about uh, NFTs? Been following all of that stuff going on? I have, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a little I'm a I'm a crypto dabbler. Yeah, I got a couple uh, associates that have that are um, artists that aren't really fans of it just because of the what's involved. But at the same time, they still follow it because they have to. So yeah. you making an well, NFT? Well, that's what we're looking into. We want to like jump on this before it's like huge, like everyone's doing it. We want to be like one of the first bands to get involved. I know like musicians are already getting involved, but I think it's such a cool concept. Um, so we're looking into right now, like how, how we could do that with a song because we're independent. We can really do whatever we want. So we want to like drop a song as an NFT, but we're trying to figure out how that would work. Like we, we would sell obviously like multiple copies of it and anyone could listen to it, but you're just flexing that you own it. Right. And then there's a whole revenue source of like every time they trade the rights to the song afterwards, we make like 20 or 10% commission on that. So I think it would be like way more money than the streaming revenue we'd usually get. But we're just trying to like work all that out right now and seeing if we, if it's like a viable option for us. But I think it's such a cool thing that's going on right now. NFTs. I think it's, it's, I think it's interesting for, for like a holding of stored value for, for crypto where it's like this, item represents 500 x tokens or, or or whatever you're into t fuel theta by theta um when when it comes to music it's like how do you how do you value it per, before it's valued meaning like if the if it's independent how do you determine is it based on how many people are listening to it now and you can is it just an auction and then it's like, how do they store the file? What are the file standards? And because there is like file degrading that you have to maintain with NFTs where like if you sell this digital art piece, like it can eventually go away um, if it's not like properly. I don't even know what the proper term is, but it's like basically refreshing it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, it's like actual like physical art. It deteriorates over time. Right. And it's like, like it, it, how would you, you know, the, the, but it's interesting. And I think there's definitely something going on with it that people are trying to figure out. And I think maybe like if it comes to the point where there's some sort of dedicated hardware, like imagine a, a dedicated and couple, uh, what's his name? Tried to do this a couple years ago with like a lossless, mp3 player that worked independently of the record labels but a device that could store and and play and then ultimately like stream out to other parties that content that's because that's was the big thing for bitcoin it wasn't really until app like you could start paying for shit with it that it, it really started to explode a couple years ago yeah i think paypal's in, i don't know if they already have but i think they're integrating Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's crazy. And then Elon just tweeted. He was like, uh, should do you guys want Tesla to accept Dogecoin? And it was like 70 something percent was like, yes. So 
I wonder <laughs> I wonder if he's going to start accepting Dogecoin. Well, once you wrap your head around the the whole point of it, it's like, oh, so if I travel internationally, I'll just do Bitcoin and convert it out locally instead of just paying some dickhead to hand me money when I get to the airport. Okay, it's a great it's a great concept when they because that again that's like one of those things with Elon where you hear these institutions come out and say, oh, it's only for buying drugs and illicit illegal weapons. It's like, yeah, well, what if I want to go to Japan? How about that? How about I transfer Bitcoin to a wallet and I just hit a Bitcoin ATM and I'm done? Yeah. Oh, yeah, a real criminal enterprise. No, I want to go see some sumo and get some sake. That's my that's my deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm planning a trip to Japan. That's that's why I bring that up. Uh, actually, nice. Yeah, that's what's where That'll I want to go. Sick. I'm finally yeah, getting I, a passport, so I figured I better go international. I'm not doing all this shit for do nothing. Do it. Do it. I'd love to go. I haven't been to Japan. I'd love to go there, man. Looks like a rocking time. Yeah. So when you um, when you get that NFT going, make sure you you let your boy know. Get the first oh, crack sure. at it. I gotta get a piece. I gotta for own sure. a piece of that because you know what? I'm gonna show you this, and, and you guys listening uh, on the podcast, you won't be able to see this, but I hold in my hand. Uh, I like to own a piece of the action, if you know what I mean. This is uh, a this is a 2004 top the action big dog Daryl Campbell rookie premier game worn <laughs> trading card. And uh, I like to own That's a little. Awesome. I like to own a little piece of the action. You know what I mean? Get a piece. I, want, I need to get one of those. Dude, I'll send you a link. We got Every everybody in the canoe needs to own these cards. There shouldn't be. <laughs> there shouldn't be anybody that doesn't listen to this podcast that owns one. Not so sick. That's my. That's my. Uh, a listener uh, sent me this and uh, blew my mind. Um, so it sounds like you're in good hands. It sounds like you've, as always, got a good head on your shoulders and. And keeping always. keeping Thanks, the music guys. focused, and uh, yeah. you know it's always great catching up with you. I miss I miss our boy here, Zach. He's not he's not rocking with us. Um, next time we'll have to get the whole gang. Yeah, I, dude, I'd love to like. Yeah, grab, dude. Grab Riley and Braden and introduce them to you guys. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then and then in, inevitably once the once the uh, great border comes comes open, um, you know when you guys hit the road and you come through this. Great, sweet northeastern Philadelphia metropolitan New York area. We're gonna be all over you like uh, we're gonna be all over you like something. But you can't yeah, even we'll, you can't we'll even make any analogies anymore. We'll be crashing on your couch, man. Absolutely, yeah, we got a whole dude. we've got many many couches for you, brother. So you're you're more than welcome to. Um, Chance, what's the best way to keep up with you on social media? What's the best way to keep up with Falset? And uh, you know, what should people check out? Well. Social media, anything, Instagram, Spotify, Falset Co. Um, yeah, we work really hard at this. So, you know, any uh, any new fans out there or any any new people out there that have never heard of Falset, please please check us out. We put a lot of uh, time and energy into this, and we want to make it big one day. So we need all the help we can get. I love it, and and for the record, you know, Falset gets the everyman stamp of approval. Uh, has nothing to do with how cool you are, how much we like you, man. I, I truly dig the music. It's been in my Spotify playlist since it came out. Uh, mm-hmm. We follow or lead the way on Spotify. That'll be in the show notes as well. And uh, Chance, as always, my man, hang tight, be good, and we'll catch you down the road. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Tara. Yeah.